zip lock that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. The absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the booth 2024 edition. As always, thank you to Mr. Jeezy. Cody, back in the US of A. How are we feeling? Feeling good, buddy. Happy to be here. It's a new year, same show. We got benched for the month of January, probably a, a self benching on our part just with all this travel and everything going on i don't know about you trying to readjust get reacclimated in here to this life struggle bus city getting back on a sleep schedule but you know we're just going to keep grinding it out happy to be home uh well then i need to issue a mea culpa and we'll get to the mea culpa segment but i have weirdly had zero issues with the uh the sleep stuff been sleeping in a little bit longer but i think our our stint in california help me reacclimate as far as uh, time zones go but it was almost so bad and i you know i was just catching sleep wherever i could that it, it jet lag hasn't been too bad for me like good for you it's absolutely crushing me i really had no issues in california but as soon as we got back here i think it's honestly trying to get back into the wake up get the kids ready for school i feel like i'm always late i feel horrible because i'm home i need to take part in helping these girls get ready for school and i just can't seem to get myself out of bed but today was a lot better so uh i'm gonna give myself till the end of the week before we start taking pills or you know melatonin stuff like that well i'm sorry to hear that and speaking of sorries let's hit them right off the top with our mea culpa segment presented by serve pro the number one brand in cleanup and restoration and is known for making any mess like it never even happened with over 2,000 locations nationwide they're faster to any size disaster. Speaking of making things like it never even happened, today's mea culpas. Cody, what do you got? What would what do you need to uh, to rectify? Well, I think the the most pressing thing that I can think of, and uh, you know, I appreciate the setup here. I don't want to steal any of your thunder on this, but I had a pretty big mix up for people who caught our live shows last week on the range. Uh, at Pebble Beach Golf Links. Fantastic week. Thank you for everybody for tuning in there. I think Solly was trying to help me out on a last second image. And realistically, your Beluga Big Board, the graphic that I thought was going to kill, turns out wasn't even the right whale. Uh, that's a big hand up on, on me. Uh, a lot of people called it out. It's right up there, I think, with the Entourage reference that a lot of people you guys missed on Sunday night. That was also not good, but I think that's the most pressing one that sticks out so far. We need to apologize to whales everywhere. That was a humpback whale. Uh, I believe belugas don't breach. Maybe a little known fact, maybe, maybe some whale watchers know that, but you know, I think any whale reference kind of gets the point across uh, for the Jack's beach beluga. Maybe I need to apologize. I'm still going by the Jack's beach beluga. I live up here in Brooklyn now. So Maybe it's the Brooklyn Beluga. Maybe the Gowanus Gray Whale. Maybe we need a rebrand. Um, you know, and I may issue a mea culpa for the Beluga's big board. For my power rankings, I went from 80 to 1. I'm not going to apologize for the picks I made. I'm going to apologize for the fact that we didn't get to see him play out over 72 holes. I think there was a lot that was going to happen on Sunday uh, that we didn't get to see. Um, and you know what? I'd like to see Solly and, and TC try to rank the field 80 to 1. 
you know, I have a feeling that it would just look like the data golf rankings. Uh, they're not going to go out on any limbs, right? So, you know, trying to trying to make some plays, find some value deep in the field. We're not gonna we're not gonna apologize for that. We're gonna apologize that that people didn't get to see the full body of work. Um, is what is what we're gonna issue a mea culpa for. I agree with you there, Neil. And one thing you brought up your brother here. I got to give a quick shout out and a second mea culpa if I could. So I I planned ahead. I had. Australia stuff packed, and then I had specific stuff packed for our live show kit that I pre-sent out to Pebble Beach, so I didn't have to take it with me everywhere we go across all these flights and everything else. Well, that worked out great when we were there. Now, you know, when we we're packing everything up from Pebble, I was like, oh, yeah, all that stuff that, that, that came in that Pelican, put it back in that Pelican. I don't even need to fly it home. We're going to ship it back, baby. Well, not realizing at the time how dumb of a decision that actually was because all of my podcast stuff was in there. So on Sunday night, I had to do a live show without any of my gear. Well, actually we did it on Monday, Monday, a live show without any of the gear. And then today, shout out to TC. I had to go get a little mini mic, just like his little, little silver rocket that he rode last year just to get through this show. So thanks to Walmart for uh, coming in, but I'm going to have to return this as soon as we're done. Second may I call, but I hate to see it. Trying to clean this stuff up, Neil. Good thing the Trap Draw listeners are, are very familiar with audio issues. Uh, I think you, um, you're you using that mic on the right platform here. Uh, and a shout-out to Serve Pro as well for sponsoring the Maya Culpa segment. 50 years of experience helping people recover from disasters. They're faster to any size disaster with 2,000 locations nationwide. Visit ServePro.com or call 1-800-SERVE-PRO today. Cody, Love Super Pro. what what do we got cooking today? Where, where are we going? We got a lot going on, Neil. I, I know we talked about a little bit of our travels, but it, it feels like we've been all over the globe, which we truly have. I, I know you mentioned the stop, I think, in California, helping you sleep schedule-wise, uh, but everything else. I, what I want to know is, as the new year turns, we're not going to talk golf, but how's your body feeling so far? Because I know that one of your goals start out this year from an awesome goals podcast that we kicked off the trap draw with is that, you know, you're part of, you're back in the strain game and I will be there. I'll vouch for you. You are knocking out 10 strains, 10 pluses every single day on the road, which is truly an impressive feat when you think about it. Yeah, I think I averaged 13.3 in the month of January. 31 straight days, over 10 strain. We're fired up about hitting that. Uh, we could check that one off. That's an early dub in 2024. Uh, mile tracker, we're up to 46 miles on the, uh, you know, on the pavement, treadmill, and elliptical. So February's been a little light so far. So need to need to get my my pace up a little bit. I hit the elliptical yesterday for three and a half. Body's feeling pretty good. Um, you know, walking. Walked a ton of rounds, probably 10, 11 rounds of, of walking, which is always just nice to be on your feet a bunch. I think the got the weight back down. You know, I think we, we may have talked about it. I was, I was, you know, pushing over 200, which I hated. So I think we're back in the low 190s, uh, which is great. Christmas was too good for you, man. Man, I was so shocked when I saw that scale and like first week of January. I was like, what the hell, man? This is not, this is not what we're about. We're not about. 200 plus. So yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I was thinking about it. I want to, I know it's, you know, I got the, uh, the baby's coming, coming quick in, in March, uh, sometime in March. We don't know when 
So I'm trying to get into some good habits from a workout standpoint, because I know it's not going to get any easier. So as much as I can make it a part of my daily routine, that's my goal right now. So overall, I'd say we're, we're creating good habits. We're being kind to ourselves. You know, um, my dad told me a long time ago, you know, he got out of shape when I, probably when I was in like elementary school. And I, I remember asking him about it later on, like what, you know, what happened? He's like, you know, he's got a bit of a one track mind and he's like, don't, it, it, he was like, I'm not going to get a good workout in. So I just like, wouldn't work out. It's like, don't like, just do something. You know what I mean? Like do the 50 push ups. go run a mile. Like don't let the fact that you can't go for a five mile run prevent you from doing anything. And I think that that's, uh, that's something that stuck with me. So it's like a, a little, be kind, a little bit is better than nothing is, is my, uh, is my mindset right now. Yeah. Very good words to live by. And, uh, I think, you know, you're motivating the rest of the crew too. Definitely when we're on the road, there's people who are jumping up, trying to get out there, get some exercise in big with signing up for yoga classes on the road. You name it. I think there's a, a lot of things that might shock people as the, the guys continue to get older, but making, not only physical, but mental health, mental fitness, a priority in their life. Have to listen. I haven't caught the nest pod. I know you shared your goals on the nest pod, January nest pod with Ben KVV, Casey, Jordan. What, what do we got cooking? Give me, give me some highlights from your goals list. Well, I don't want to, I mean, we also did the goals uh, here on our last booth podcast as well. And that I went over the same ones that we discussed at the end of the year. So it was nice to get them out to all the Nest members. And, you know, I'm sticking sticking to what the list was. I, I, there's nothing crazy there. We're still going with date nights, making sure that Yari and I get quality time in there. Uh, I have a weight goal as well. We got to drop some LBs. We got a, a competing goal. want to get back out there and beat up all my veteran hitters. Because, uh, you know, no one likes taking down the, the veterans or disabled like I do. So... Uh, I'm coming. Yeah, I, I, I've officially put them on notice. Um, outside of that, there was a couple things that kind of shocked. First, it was awesome to introduce Jordan to the, you know, to the world. Here I am. She's been crushing it for us for quite a while now, and it, it's awesome to actually get her out there. And, and she's going to be such an integral part of not just the business stuff, but really LPGA coverage, amateur golf coverage, uh, as well as helping me big time in live shows. So. It was awesome to do that. But I think the one that surprised me most was Ben came out hot. He was just firing heaters. If people are interested in Ben's takes, what Ben's goals are for the year, you got to sign up for the nest uh, because you got to get in the member podcast because he was absolutely laying rounds down. I love it. He came prepared. He came sleep deprived. He was like, like literally it's six days from being home from the hospital with their newborn. And he was just chomping at the bit and ready to go. I did catch a good highlight of him saying like, just flaming us a little bit. Like those aren't goals. Like, like TC wants to use better ingredients. That's just a decision. Just use better ingredients. That's not a goal. Like he wants to sign up for the mid am. Like, what are we doing? And I, I think that's, that's fair. That's, that's accountability. And I appreciate that. Uh, in the year 2024 of reaping, that's, that's the kind of stuff we're, we're looking for. Uh, Cody question for you. Uh, travel related. We had uh flight, 15 and a half hours on the way to Australia, about 14 and a half, 15 on the way back. What'd you do? I did a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. I, I had downloaded the Pacific on my iPad. I'd watched, knocked out a couple episodes of that. 
What was I the just, movie? I just whip, whip through the Pacific on Netflix. I love it. Absolutely I did, I, love it. I was pretty fired up. Good sequel to, to Band of Brothers. Pretty solid stuff. Rami Malek making an appearance. How about that? DJ told me to watch the movie Babylon. It's got a... Yeah. I think so. Who's all in it? Outside Brad of, Pitt's in it. Brad Pitt himself. Uh, I think... Is Margot Robbie in it? I think yeah. she's in it too. I watched... But I awesome. got through about two and a half hours. And then it's the, a lot long movie, yeah. but really cool. It talks about old, old Hollywood, how they laid stuff out, how they're just kind of like weird people out playing make-believe in the, in the desert before it was all glitz and glamor of Tinseltown. It was actually fascinating. And then see the transition between like silent films to talkies and like the audio text, just absolutely like basically alphaing everybody. It's one of the, the best scenes that I've seen in the movie so far this year, but we're only 30 days or so into it. So We'll see where that goes, but I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Your brother set me up for success, but also failure at the same time. Thank you to Mr. TC. Graciously upgraded me, of course. Had a lay flat going over. And TC's like, all right, this is what this is how I beat being sleep deprived. So we're not all jet leggy once we get on the ground in Australia. You gotta stay up as late as you can. So we get on Australian time and we're gonna go to sleep. We'll get six, seven hours of sleep in. And then when we wake up, because we landed at like, uh, like 8, 8.30 in the morning, we'll be good to go. And we'll be on or acclimated to, to Sydney local time. And we were not in the air for an hour and 20 minutes. And I stood up to go to the bathroom. And I looked over and your brother's like absolutely zoinked out, snoring, mouth open, eye mask on. He's got his little United slippers still on his feet, uh, barely has his bed in lay flat mode. And he just like slept for 12 hours and then woke up and was just wired, walking around, pacing, like what, what's everybody else doing? I'm like, yo, dude, chill. I'm trying to get my sleep in now. Well, you know what? Through On the way over, what, what throws you off is the six hours for me from JFK to LAX. You know, trying not to sleep on that flight is, is you know, tough, kind of throws off the, the strategy. What I realized is like, man, you got to just like, Get it while you can. Like if you're tired, sleep for two hours. Wake up, read, finish Den of Thieves. So that was good. Uh, watch the Equalizer three. I feel like I've run through both Delta on the way over. I've kind of run through all of Delta's offerings. Denzel, man, the Equalizer, still doing it. Still, it's good, it's good stuff. Nice action flick on a plane. There might not be anything better, but I think I was able to get like three two-hour chunks in. So it's like, all right, we got six, you know, and I kind of hit the ground running in Sydney, which was good on the way home. I watched, uh, actually a good one that I've been, I've skipped over a bunch, but DJ told me to give it a try was uh blackberry, like the, the history. It's like a, it's a movie, but it's, it's based, I think on a true story of the rise and fall of blackberry. It was sweet. So if anyone's got a flight coming up, it's on, I don't know if it's on Delta, it's on United. And, uh, I, uh, thoroughly enjoyed that flick. And then when the weather came in out in Monterey, um, Wednesday night. So after our second live show, I think the, the squad 20, what, 20 days on the road. I think we were all like, Hey, why don't we, you know, we had gone to Benny Hanna the night before, you know, I think everybody was ready. Like, why don't we all go and do our own thing? I, I'd say like 20 days, no, no fights, no issues. It was, it was just kind of a, nobody ever, nobody really said anything. It was just like, Hey, we're going to go to a movie. Uh, DJ and I went to see American fiction, which I thought was awesome. And I think it's up for some Academy Awards. He needed to go see it to, for the Oscars pod coming up on this here 
trap draw podcast later this month. Um, but I, I was thoroughly entertained. Good kind of a, kind of a comedy social commentary, uh, would, would recommend people go see it. I thought it was great. The premise is basically like black author, uh, writes these like really like literary books. Nobody reads them. And so then he writes like, you know, as a joke, you know, or like, because he thinks it's, it's below him. He writes like a commentary on like, you know, the ghetto and like, you know, basically like shoot him up gang banging, like kind of just makes it up, writes it under a pen name and it becomes a bestseller. And he's like, you know, he kind of wrote it as like, you know, a, uh, a joke or like to prove what a farce, all the best selling stuff is and all the awards. And then all of a sudden this book that he wrote as a joke becomes like a bestseller. And he's like trying to deal with the lie, uh, along with like his life falling apart. So anyway, it was, it, it has some good comedy to it, like dark, kind of dark stuff. You probably shouldn't laugh at, but I found pretty funny. Um, so that was a nice, uh, a nice night at the movies. I hadn't been to movies in a while, Cody, since I went to see Oppenheimer. I, and, and when I went to see Oppenheimer alone, I got the last seat in the theater, like row one, all the way on the wall. And so three hours, my neck is, you know, yeah, that was a tough one to watch. So I watched Oppenheimer again on my couch and enjoyed it the second time a lot more. That's, uh, that's kind of, kind of what I got. Neiler, I will uh, say this cause you dropped it in there. I don't think the time on the road, you know, no laying up. We're not a fighting crew. Nobody, nobody's getting in fist fights here. But I think just like any normal people who travel together, it, it there can be some tense situations at times. Just because you spend so much time together in tight, confined, personal quarters, we try to do our best to spread people out at hotels or Airbnbs. Obviously, making sure everybody has their own sleeping court or sleeping beds and stuff like that. But uh, I think that's where I, I just wanted to put that little caveat on there. I don't think people are, are would expect us to be the fisticuffs crew, you know, just getting in verbal spats left and right. But truly, am impressed that there was no flares at all throughout the entire time. No, we've gotten a lot better at it. You just kind of learn. It's I think a lot of experience. I think yeah, like making sure everybody gets a bed. You kind of know what the uh, the hot buttons can be triggers. Like I, I think one that we still it, it getting everybody fed, but everybody has like different mindset on food. Thank you. Right. We have some people that really like to go out to dinner and some people that are like, I just want like, you know, if you had Soylent right now, I would drink that. Right. Like it is truly just a, a chore for me to put sustenance in my body. So kind of balancing that, like when to, have the big dinner where we got the camera and like we're telling stories versus like, yo, I just want to get a pizza and like eat this and go to sleep. Um, I think we're, we're getting better at, at balancing those two things. Um, but no, I, I was actually like fired up because everybody came to work. Everybody woke up, no oversleeping. Like, you know, we're, we're, uh, we were kind of a well-oiled machine on the road and then to go from like, filming and playing and, and being on camera to being like commentating on golf, like to flip that switch was, uh, I, I also thought we did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, reacclimating back into, um, like the pro golf scene when we got to California. So good stuff. And then, you know, we, we, you brought your little vloggy cam with us. So we're going to have a bunch of behind the scenes stuff this year. Uh, of course that'll be available to nest members. Um, so look out for that in the next couple months, but uh had a ton of fun Again, if people are on the fence about joining up for the nest we got more content coming for them so go check it out people 
yeah, just kind of some more stuff that goes on just like in the Airbnb, you know, like who's messy, who's not, who's, uh, you know, God, the, it, nobody moves in to a hotel room like I do or a freaking room Airbnb. I mean, I just got, I'm, I'm pretty normally pretty organized. I wouldn't say I'm organized the wrong word, like tidy, but like when I'm on the road, I just don't have a process. I'm, I'm not. I'm not keeping things folded in the right spots. I got to work on that a little bit, um, my strategy there. But as always, the laundry bag is so clutch. The laundry bag makes it's like that's like a one or a zero. Like are the dirty, the dirty stuff is all in one place. So I know that. Do I have too much clean stuff with me? For sure. But we're packing for two, three different climates. That was, you know, that was another factor in this. Um, but overall, like awesome start to the year. And uh yeah, I mean, in in years past, like it's it's funny to think about the evolution. Tour sauce used to be like the only thing we did, and so like from a video standpoint, now we have you know a lot of other stuff cooking. So it's like it used to come back. Like I, you know, coming back from Scandinavia, I remember it being a little more stressful. Like, oh my god, we're way behind on X, Y, and Z. But having KVV handle the pod and just I, I think uh, you know I think we're getting better, man, which is nice. We're, we I think our prep and our planning before this tour sauce is, was the best yet. So I'm, you know, that, you know, that gets me fired up to see the efficiencies coming through like a well-laid plan being executed is awesome. For sure. And I'll give you a bone too. You're, you're by far not the worst of the, the exploding suitcase. You're, you, you <laughs> keep things in control because some of the other guys, it's, I, I, I don't understand how they let their stuff get so out of control and not just like, I understand if that's where your suitcase and over time as you pull things out, it just kind of bubbles up and over and spills out a bit. But man, there's people got shit in multiple different rooms of houses trying to check out of, of hotels and they got stuff in other people's rooms. How do they get there? I don't, I don't really get it, but. The, well, I would say the, the a couple eye opening things. One, Cody is, Cody's a menace with his folding. Uh, keep that's a man that knows how to live out of a suitcase right here for sure uh and two i didn't realize uh how ocd you were about your laundry so well that was a uh, he refuses to let things sit in the dryer it uh, i thought he was you know we came home and i think the stuff been in the dryer for an hour and you're like god i gotta fold this stuff you're starving you you refuse to eat before you'd folded your clothes i was like dang man that's dedication i just leave that stuff till the morning no, because when you wake it up, when you wake up in the morning, you go and what if there's something in there that you want to wear and it's all wrinkled up? Then what do you do? I don't know. Wrinkles don't bother me. I don't really care about them. And and I would say most of the stuff I'm wearing these days is like the wrinkle proof. I'm like a performance fabric man, you know, like that's yeah. you know, whether it's like the level wear t-shirts or the rowback stuff or the foot joy, like tempo series. Like it's all, you know, it's all kind of not wrinkleable is, is is where I'm at. It's definitely part of the, like my military background coming through though, because if you showed up anywhere with any wrinkle, like your ass is you're, you're in trouble. It doesn't really matter it's where smoke. you're at for sure. And it's just one of those things where if like, if you're putting on clean clothes, like why wouldn't you make the, the one extra step back in the day? I remember we'd show up and, or if I go to, you know, if you go to some of these fancy courses and stuff like that, and you see a guy there, and he's just wearing, I'm not talking about clubs that are like most places get away wearing polo shirts, logo polos, everything else like that. But if you have to wear like a button down and they they haven't ironed said button down, 
I'm trying to save people some money here and not not even say like dry cleaned, but I kind of live my life like that. So yeah, the the no dryer thing is definitely a, a bug for me, and I'm okay because I know that food was sitting there waiting for me, and uh, you know I was gonna get some slices. Either way, we're gonna be fine. But I don't know, man. With our crew, if you want minutes. some, someone's gonna have to barf it all up. Well, it was close. It was very close that night. I, you know, I, I left you some. I, I was thoughtful about that. For sure. For sure. And I think everybody is, uh, they think through, I, I think uh, it's always surprising the thought process that people go through of like automatically jumping up for seconds before they realize that like, yo, not everybody's like here and it's like had food yet. And I'm not just talking about me. Like we had a entire car that wasn't even back yet. So it's always funny to see how people work through stuff like that. You know, thinking through like talking through things to help you get ready for the day. I'm so happy to be back home because that means I got my Stone Creek back in my life, Neil. Thank you to our sponsor, Stone Creek Coffee. Coffee changes everything. That's why Stone Creek consistently <laughs> invests expertise and resources in order to source and roast sweeter, juicier, and more socially responsible coffee. You're willing to seek it out. Great coffee can elevate your daily or elevate your day and foster community and connection. Right now, Stone Creek is flush with seasonal lots of all different roast levels and flavor profiles. For the creamy boys, shout out to Mr. Big. Hopefully, is Mr. Big home yet? I think he, uh, he finally yesterday. touched down. Yes. Man. Good, good on him for actually taking a, a much needed break. But uh, I wonder how his jet lag and, and reacclimation is going. For the Creamy Boys, they have seasonal dark roast from Brazil called Sweater Weather. And for those willing to embrace their lighter side, they have micro dots from Ethiopia, Rwanda, and Peru. And if you're really feeling, feeling adventurous, then try one of these reserve releases. Got to check that out. On February 8th, Stone Creek is releasing an extremely limited coffee from Ecuador as part of that reserve line. This particular coffee was fermented in rum barrels prior to roasting. They're taking some real bespoke avant-garde shit here. This lot will only be around for a few weeks, so it's true. It's, so it's a true get it while you can situation. If you love coffee, the folks over at Stone Creek Coffee definitely have something that'll float your buoy. Go to stonecreekcoffee.com forward slash trapdraw to check out their recommendations for NLU Nation and use code trapdraw. That's T-R-A-P-D-R-A-W to get 15% off and free shipping on your first two orders. That's a fire read that Drew wrote us here. Shout out to God, Drew. And, coffee uh, the rest changes of everything. Just just, uh, just layers and layers going on. That's some avant-garde <laughs> uh, ad copy right there. Speaking of coffee, so I come home from the trip. Uh, coffee maker's broken. Got to get a new one. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like, should I try to fix this thing? Or I, I think I'm just going to get a new one. I already don't really like the coffee maker I've got. Uh, and then my freaking space heater smelled like it was going to explode this morning. My, I'm a big fan of the Vornados, but this thing, I've had it for like eight years, so it's probably time to get a new one. Uh, but, yeah, it's not turning on, and it was smelling like it was burning, so that's not good. A little uh, electrical fire there? Yeah, and I walk in, and it's like, uh, got this new stroller, obviously the upper baby. It's just sitting in the entryway. These things are fucking huge, Cody. Like, I, the first thing I said is like, yo, the stroller's massive. Of course, Carson's like, 
don't be negative. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just kind of calling it out. Like it's taken up like the entire entryway. It's like where the dog bed normally goes. It's like, all right, is so it folded up or is it like ready? To roll? Well, it wasn't at the time I walked in. I mean, and I'm guessing, you know, at some, you're going to use the stroller so much. It's probably something you don't want to fold up. You know, you're probably just going to wheel it in and leave it there at, by the door. But I'm like, this thing was like a, it's a, it's a mega rig. Uh, and, it, and you know, it's just every day there's a new package showing up of something related to the baby. I'm like, I just don't know where it's all going to go. Where does it all go, Cody? So the next two weeks, I'm going to have to start, uh, you know, I'm going to start thinking about my, my spatial awareness here, redoing this, uh, this guest room, trying to fit things in the corners. So we got some, we got some work to do around the house. All right. So the the oven baby strollers are a very good investment so congrats to whoever bought that because i'm sure it was a shower gift uh now Shout out to my mom about it to peg i said she's like what do you want for christmas I'm like nothing i i i would love you to uh, love some help on a stroller and she's like i got you i was like all right we had that exact same one now if you can imagine this and you're talking about how big yours is we had an entire additional attachment that went on the front end of that for the second car seat so you basically like doubled the length of that thing. So when you're walking, when you're walking down the street or anywhere else, it's it's literally it's like you got a limo coming, man. You got two babies in there. You got diaper bags, all sorts of storage. You got cup holder attachments, umbrella attachments, rain covers, you name it. Uh, we rocked that thing till the twins were probably about, I don't know, 14, 15 months till they were like beyond crawling and starting to stand up and then we put them like in one of the the smaller um like little side bike side strollers that we had and it made life so much easier because we were packing it up folding it up all over the place because we're not riding the subway or walking as much as you guys are basically straight from parking lot to to car and things like that but that brings me neil to our next topic we are in the final stretch here of uh neil preparing for uh, dad life and of course everybody knows here we don't know what the sex is it doesn't matter they're being blessed with a, a beautiful baby uh but neil as you're preparing for this new child to enter you and the missus world what have you started prepping are things getting built are things being put together uh you talked about some storage options where are you at here as we got you know five six weeks here we're kind of turning a corner into the final stretch sure sure no this was uh we're off the road we're house arrest has begun which is you know uh, almost a comforting feeling like it, it it doesn't make me stress I'm, I'm home trying to catch up but i'm like there's no deadline right now of like oh i'm leaving town next week so i got to get all this stuff done so i feel like i'm pacing myself well um trying to still use the guest room for guests my parents are going to come visit end of the month so we still want to have that bed so that's making things a little complicated i'm starting to wonder like maybe we just got to get rid of the bed at some point but you know i want not to, enough not enough room for crib and bed there is there will be but it's going to be tight you know what i mean so the room's not going to be super functional so we're just going to have to evaluate that here over the next week um going to rearrange the room so this friday afternoon and saturday i have blocked off for uh some some nesting activities uh carson and i are touring a daycare nearby so we're getting Ooh. ahead of that you know it's like nanny versus daycare versus nanny should i don't know uh, so we're just gonna we're gonna do some research 
uh, you know, collect all the uh, the intel we can as early as we can, and uh, you know, try to make make the best decision we can. But that's you know, three three maybe three months out, let's say, right? So we're not like up against it, but I'm trying to get ahead of that because I'm, I'm sure that's a stressful decision. I got a baby class. What am I doing next? Uh, I, I basically said to Carson, once I'm home, like you schedule me for whatever you want. So next, next week we're doing a lactation and newborn care class, Cody. That's what I'm talking about, Neil. I'm so happy to hear that. Going to get some, uh, some best practices. You know, the kid is, the kid is dead. We're, we are sending the elevator back down for our own kid. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but you know what I've decided and I'm going to make this promise to myself. I'm going to make it public. I am, I am not going to complain about money in relation to this kid. So like, hmm. I don't want to be that guy. Like kids cost money, especially in, in, you know, I, I don't want to wallow in the ripoff that is rearing a child in, in modern society. Like I, I look at some of this stuff that like comes to the door and I'm like, do we need that? You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say anything and I'm not gonna be stupid about money. And I, you know, like it, does some of it stress me out for sure. But like, I don't want to be the guy that's just constantly like, oh, it's so expensive. Yeah, I, I'm just not going to fucking fall into that trap. So that's something that I'm almost preparing myself mentally for is like, this kid's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of expenses I didn't know existed. Didn't even, didn't even have the, the you know, a, a concept of this, like what this is going to cost. Um, but that's just, that's it, right? And, and um, I think we'll probably overspend on a bunch of shit we don't need for for number one, and then we'll, we'll adjust from there, but kind of going to ha just have to build that into the budget. Um, but I don't want the first thing to be just like, Oh my God, this is so expensive. Like, I don't want that to just cloud everything with this kid. So that's, that's like a personal thing for me that I'm trying to, trying to like, uh, instill now. And, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to speak that into the world. I love that. All right. So you, you're signed up for your lactation and uh, your newborn. Bring the, the little guy or girl home. And, uh, you know, when you're thinking about your guest room, have you thought about uh, light, light direction, airflow, things of that nature? Because I'm sure you guys got a cutie, cutie plan uh, of where your crib's going to go. And, you know, you got to think of sleep, sleep cycles, where the sun's coming in at curtains, curtain options, airflow. It can't be too drafty, but it also can't be too hot. Have you thought through th that stuff? No. <laughs> okay. I haven't. Do you have any? Do you have any recommendations for me? There's <laughs> a lot. You can go like me. I just put tinfoil at the windows. I was like, oh well, yeah, we don't. I've actually curtain. put curtains in recently, and I've got like, I got blinds and curtains, so it should be pretty dark. I got served up an Instagram video recently of like. I think they do it in like Scandinavia where they like basically put like a, you know, uh, warm, like bed heater, heated blanket in the bed, but they open the window. So the room gets really cold, but the bed is really warm. And then like you close you, then you like do the bath thing. And then this is probably more for a toddler, or like a little kid. You do the bath time, come in, the room's freezing. So the kid wants to get in bed and then you shut the window and the kid gets really cozy, which I was like, damn, that seems like a really dialed bedtime process i like that so you know i'm open to, i'm open to to tricks like that some of it though is space dependent i'm gonna put the freaking crib wherever it fits right now and if we got to move it we got to move it that's that's kind of where i'm at 
Well, I say the only reason why I bring that up is because those are key lessons learned for me. Uh, you, you know, when you're trying to get a kid to sleep and get a couple hours, because, you know, in the beginning, it's two on, two off, three on, three off, four on, four off before they actually get to spot where they're sleeping through the night. I thought of light and all that stuff. What I did not think of uh, was airflow. And of course, twins, we had two cribs in one room. Naturally, I put them where I thought that they looked best. Yari wanted this big wall because we're going to put some sort of mural and cutesy little giraffes and shit up there uh, without realizing that directly below Zemi's uh, or directly above Zemi's crib was the air register. So every time the AC come on, it just was blasting, straight blasting her with cold air. And I'm always like, why is Zemi not sleeping as well as, as Lila is? And we actually hired a sleep consultant to come over. And she walked into the room and was like, oh my goodness, like you guys got to move this stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I, I had no clue. Like didn't even, didn't even think of it, man. But the rest of everything else, man, I think you're going to pick up you know, you're going to pick it up over time. People have been bringing kids into this world for thousands and thousands of years. You're going to be okay. But the little things that make life easier uh, do go a long way. Happy to hear that you got your stroller set up. Now, did you get a base for when you take, I think you said you want to make uh, like four solo trips or something like that, or four trips out of the city uh, with the young and a soon. Did you get a base for your car seat so you can attach it in your car? Uh, I, I have to check the inventory list. I don't know, but I would put that one on the list. I would say the, the stroller though. I mean, it's a covered wagon. Like I'm like, yo, you could take this to the grocery store. You're you sure. know, it's definitely a, um, a useful rig for carrying. You got to get your own, your own diaper bag too. You can't okay. be sharing diaper bags cause you never know what's happening or, you know, uh, Carson drops, uh, the kiddo off at daycare, but accidentally takes the bag with her to work and you're going to pick up. And then all of a sudden you need something. You got, you got to have multiple bags so you can do little split offs plus some really cool options out there that aren't just the normal, like purse looking things. I love that. I will have, I, I can promise you, I will have my own baby go bag. I like that a lot. You're ahead of the game, man. Again, don't stress, don't stress about it. It's going to be fine. And, uh, you know, it's it's crazy how your life kind of gets turned upside down. And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and you just realize that, oh, this is this is normal. This is our new life. We got to flow. We, we figured it out. And you just keep on keeping on. And I'm, I think I'm, you know, pretty good at maybe sometimes it's a bad thing, but the compartmentalization of life. I'm like, I, I know it's coming. I'm, you know, I'm sure if you talk to me a month after, I'll be like, oh, I wasn't ready for it. But. I'm kind of like, yeah, I know that I'm going to feel that way and I'm good just leaving that over here so that I can knock out a bunch of stuff ahead of time. And, and I'm, I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty good at worrying about things once, which is, I'm a big believer in that. Like I hate when, um, people worry or, you know, people close to me worry about things that haven't happened yet that could happen. It's like, yeah, you got to be prepared for the worst, but like, you don't want to dwell on it. You want to just be like, all right, well, if that does happen, we'll take care of it. But until then, like, we should probably just like, you know, not just think about it all the time um, or put our energy into like preparing for it, it, you know, and then you just set it aside. It's like, all right, we're ready. In case that's something we need to worry about, we'll worry about it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Good. You stress about it? 
no, I don't think I'm, I'm honestly feeling pretty, uh, pretty solid because I've got, you know, a month and a half. I feel like, I feel like I've got some time right now and I think I'm putting it to good use. So, um, we have some you things we got to do. So I'm taking, trying to be you're taking care of more. Yeah. A lot of massages going on, you know, trying to the backs hurting. So trying to be, but I'm like, yo, attitude is everything. So again, like back hurts. I, I, you know, maybe this makes me sound insensitive and I know Carson's not going to listen to this, but it's like, yo, I'm, I'm here to massage you, but we can't dwell on the back. We got to fucking, we got to accept that the back hurts. You know what I'm saying? I, I try not to say that out loud, but in my head, I'm like, let's, let's do what we can to address the back aches. But uh, I can't remember where we were walking at, but you were, we were talking about parenting and stuff like that. You're, you basically just started, uh, you went into coach, coach Schuster mode. And you are going to be the the parent and the dad that just is riling off motivational sayings Attitude and quotes left and right. I know. Yeah, that's I know. 100%. 100%. <laughs> that's the only way I know how to do it. It's uh, awesome. All right. Well, very good. You're going to be awesome at it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get the booth in next month before you go on uh, leave. And we'll, we'll do a final check-in to see how that lactation class worked out for you because it's a fascinating thing I, i'm actually kind of interested to, see, to hear what your take on the whole thing is going to be anyway uh next door we introduced this segment last fall i think uh next door is a fantastic app of course that's where we introduced to my neighbor larry i haven't checked in with larry since we've been back but everything seems to be going okay with him his meds has kind of st stabilized him a little bit um, at least from what I've seen of, of his posting, I have no whole updates, but, um, I don't know, maybe, uh, this week we'll go check it out. Neil, have you found anything interesting in your perusing of next door? Uh, I have, I got a couple things for you. First off, I do want to say, I don't think next door is a fantastic app. I think it's a disgrace how many emails that they opted me in for just for signing up. Well, for you the can app. opt out of that for sure. I know, but the, the auto opt in on like three you know, digest emails a day, like concentric summary emails of like Brooklyn, New York. Uh, it was just like, what are we doing guys? Like my personal email inbox was just like, it's, it's bad, you know? And I, and I think, you know, there's just a lot of like, there's a lot of trash on this app. I, I, I almost look at it as like, um, I don't know, a little bit of a niche thing. I, I, I get a kick out of it, but I don't find it all that useful. Um, well, that's where but, I, I was going to go with mine. I think I, at the beginning, maybe I was just being served up bangers. And lately, uh, of course, I think it's reflective very much of where you live. I, I got a lot of border wall talk going on. I got a sure. lot of rally talk going on. Uh, we had a, a cold weather uh, little spell come through. There's a lot of uh, missing runaway dog stuff going on. A lot of pets. A lot of pets. Yeah. It's, it's not good. But if you need... Uh, a plumber, uh, a HVAC guy, or anything else, you can basically go find them here because they're just, I feel like they're just lurking next door for people trying to look for recommendations. Which I guess, maybe they're taking over for Craigslist on that. I haven't been on Craigslist in a long time. I used to use Craigslist all the time in, in San Francisco, but don't haven't used it in a while. Facebook Marketplace, it feels like the, the market has been you know, dispersed a bunch of, along a bunch of different platforms for different use cases, but... So what do we have cooking this week? It sounds like Biden's in town. People are freaking out about potential traffic issues in New York City. Don't drive into the city. 
Uh, it's going to be apocalyptic. Didn't know that, but um, again, I guess you can't trust everything you read on next door. What else we got? Yona in Park Slope is feeding cats. And so she's looking for free cat food. If anybody can send her free cat food, she's willing to, uh, you know, in kind of a two mile radius. Uh, I don't know if she should be feeding the neighbor's cats, but she had a video of, of some cats eating on her back patio. Uh, I don't know if her neighbors are happy about that, but she's just taking it upon herself to, to feed the, the four or five cats that have been stopping by her place. Um, and then I had a, actually a very useful one from, from David. Uh, let me dig this one up. So David, hot tip. Do you find your bathroom mirror is fogged up when you step out of the shower? Solution. Buy a small bar of Neutrogena facial soap and wipe it on the face on a face cloth. Then wipe it on your mirror like magic. It will keep your mirror free from fogging up uh, for up to a week. So uh, I do have an issue with my mirror fogging up. I test that out. Hmm. Interesting. You got to let us know the results of that. I got one. Uh, well, his name's Roy. I'm gonna, of course, leave out his last name. Roy in college in college heights uh, says. <laughs> okay, this is kind of funny. My deer feeder uh, ran out of corn. I went to Tractor Supply. Tractor Supply no longer provides veterans discount. Does anybody have recommendations on where I can get deer corn? Now, there's a lot going on here. Number one, it's no longer deer hunting season. I don't know why he's trying to bait uh, deer back into his property. But again, you own the property. Uh, you can do whatever you whatever you want to do, I guess, Roy. Second point here, tough on Tractor Supply. I've actually been overwhelmed with messages about Tractor Supply. Removing the veterans discount. We don't like that. If anybody from Tractor Supply is listening, you got to put, I mean, what is it? 10, 5, 10, 15%? Come on. Uh, Roy, I take this personal. Roy's taking this very personal. And if, of course, if anybody has recommendations on where he can get deer corn uh, out of season because he's still trying to do a little bait and switch uh, at low cost, let Roy know. He, you can find him in College Heights. Uh, the second one. I checked next door when we flew back from Australia, but we're in uh, California. And of course, it defaults to where I'm registered at my neighborhood was. But for a little bit, I was getting a lot of California, you know, weird secondary messages and shit like that. So I was scrolling through and looking at it. I did not realize that California has a plan to reintroduce the California grizzly bear to the state. Now, I did a little deep diving on this. It, they're California grizzly bears. Their natural habitat was California. They lived there for basically when you know Spanish settler or Spanish explorers came up and, and originally explored California and then went back down to Mexico and then people moving from east to west across the United States. They basically were, were killing these uh, California grizzlies by the thousands every single uh, year until. The last California grizzly was actually killed in 1916. There has not been one wild in the state of California. Now, obviously, the California flag has a very proud uh, California grizzly on it. The Cal logo is a, a Bruin. It's The logo is a California grizzly bear. Um, but they, they plan, they're, they're trying to explore options now of reintroducing it back into what is perceived to be its natural habitat. Uh, they're going to move them from Idaho and Montana uh, back into California. The issue is, is that uh, since the California grizzly was last in California, where these natural habitats are, there's 
uh, I don't know about like millions and millions and millions of people and animals and everything else that have come in and, you know, established new towns and, and stores and there's livestock and everything else like that. And the outrage that I saw on Nextdoor, it, it kind of uh, blew my mind because there were so many people that were for it, which I did not expect uh, to see. I thought people would be very much like, hey, wait a second, maybe introducing grizzly bears back into a habitat that they're, they're no longer native to. They have no clue uh, is probably not a good thing because they're going to get into our house. They're going to, you know, they're going to be scrounging for food. They're going to start at attacking livestock or pets, you know, any animals possible uh, before they find a place to den up again for wintertime. So a lot going on. That was my little foray into California next door, though. Well, that's interesting. I, I would have assumed, like you, that it would be a heavy NIMBY attitude. Uh, for sure. Like, no, it sounds great, uh, but not, not here. Uh, so that's interesting. Another reason for me to shout out one of the best books I read the last couple of years was The American Wolf. I think that's the title of it, but it was basically about the reintroduction of wolves in Yellowstone. Uh, probably some good lessons there in what happens when you, you know, some good stuff happens and some, you know, it, it's, it's tough, especially on the ranchers and farmers and, you know, wolves don't really pay attention to like national park boundaries. Uh, they kind of just <laughs> what boundary? Want. Uh, so going where they're going, dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's interesting. I might have to look that up, but I don't know. Up in the North part of the state, there's a ton of, you know, there's a lot of forest still. Maybe they, yeah, you know, maybe it's certain pot farms. Yeah. And yeah, Lost Coast, man. It's still wild up there. <laughs> For sure. All right. Big weekend this uh, weekend, Neil. Super Bowl's coming up. Of course, this is not the Ball Knowers pod, but uh, a tradition I used to run this. It felt like I was deployed almost every single Super Bowl for a long, long time. My favorite thing that we used to do in the team room was go over the yearly prop bets. I love that they uh, publish these prop bet sheets. You can find them all over the internet. Uh, the sheet that I found is from Sportsbook Review because we don't have an actual sportsbook that we're affiliated to anymore. So we can say whatever we want about from any site. Prop bets. You got any history with these? Yeah, man, I always bet on the national anthem, and uh, I was listening the to the length. Uh, yeah, the length. Simmons and and cousin Sal uh, on during my workout yesterday. I think the number it might have changed now, but the over under was like a minute thirty six, which is so much lower. I think it's Reba McIntyre doing the national anthem, so that feels wildly low. And it, and they were saying that like only one or two have been below that in the last like twenty years. So maybe I don't know. Like, do you have any? Do you think Reba's gonna be singing fast? Like, that feels like an over to me. I think it's an over too. So what? What do you want to put the line at officially? Well, the, the line was was one thirty six as of okay. Monday. So it may have changed. I'm gonna go over here. It feels like too good to be true, but I gotta go over. Both in one thirty six. We both got the overs. All right. Results of the coin flip, Neil, you say? Well, it sounds like it's been tails for a while. I'm going to go mm -hmm. heads. And I know past, you know, past odds don't matter. Everything happens in a vacuum with odds, but I'm going to go heads. Just to make this exciting, I'll go tails. Uh, results of the opening drive here. Uh, so we're going to go touchdown, field goal, punt, other. What do you think? I'm going punt. 
Especially, I think especially, well, I don't know. That's a tough one because both coaches do really well with scripting. So, you know, of course, TC will let you know that Kyle's, you know, opening game scripts are fantastic. Andy Reid, you know, I think if the Chiefs get the ball first, uh, punt is uh, probably not the right call, but we'll stick with it. I originally was going with touchdown. I'm actually going to change mine to field goal. All right. What will be the first turnover of the game? Fumble, interception, turnover on downs, four and out, you name it. Uh, I think it will be a fumble. I think it's more likely that a receiver fumbles, a strip sack, or uh, running back fumbles. I think the odds would be in favor of that versus an interception. All right, I'm going to join you there. Which team will reach 10 points first? I think the Chiefs reach 10 points first. All right, I'm going to be right there with you with the Chiefs. Which quarterback will throw the first passing touchdown? Just to double down on my last answer, I'm going to say Mahomes. I feel like Purdy might get a slow start. It's got to be, I mean, the pregame stuff, big, long week. I'm not, I don't think Purdy's going to play bad. I just don't see him coming out like gunslinging. Whereas I feel like Mahomes is is definitely going to be more comfortable in this environment. Yeah. So I I I feel like the the, uh, the Chiefs get off to a hotter start for sure. But I think McCaffrey's going to have a huge game. So you got that uh, halftime performance is not by Taylor Swift. Okay, she's not performing at halftime. I understand she's taking all the the headlines though. It's actually uh, Usher. Your boy, Dumbwoody, Dumbwoody, Georgia native. He's from my hometown. And, and Went to Dumbwoody High School. Yes, you have former neighbors with Usher. Yes, lived uh, lived off Jet Ferry, just down the street from uh, from Tron and I. Growing up, that's uh, truly incredible. So the over under on uh, number of songs that he will perform. Of course, these aren't his full songs, but he's going to get through. The line is eight and a half. So you're going to go over eight and a half or under eight and a half, or maybe he just plays. Uh, the remix to Ignition, like, just on a loop, and he just keeps going. Well, no, that was R. Kelly. You're right. So, wait a second. So, I don't, was, I don't uh, think R. Kelly's making an appearance. Usher also had a remix, though. Uh, Let It Burn? Yeah, you're See, right. See, the problem with Usher, he has bangers that he's, like, produced, and he's taken part in. But, like, personal bangers, not quite as many. Um. So I, I anticipate there being a lot of appearances from uh, from friends of his. 8.5, though, feels like a lot for him. I'm going to go under. Okay. And, of course, I apologize to, to Usher's family for uh, referring him and R. Kelly. It's a big – that'll be my main call for next time we come around on that. Uh, will Ludacris make an appearance? Another yes. neighbor. I think Ludacris makes an appearance. I also think Bieber makes an appearance. Really? Yeah. He and Usher are, are tight. I saw that. Uh, I think Bieber did his first live performance in like two years uh, recently at the NHL All Star Game they had in Toronto. Yeah, I think I think Usher's going to call in some favors. Uh, he seems seems like he's got you know good good ties with a lot of artists. I think he's you know worked on a lot of collabs yep. around the uh, around the business. Purdy, Mahomes, who's finishing with more passing yards? Ooh, that's a good question. I think that Purdy has more passing yards. Ooh. Because I think okay. that the Chiefs are going to be ahead. So I think Mahomes is going to throw less. 
And I think that Purdy will probably have be trying to come back. All right. Number of Travis Kelsey touchdowns. Um I don't the Chiefs receivers stink. Yep. Uh so I think that a they're lot gonna balls. they're gonna key in a heavy on Kelsey. So I'm gonna say he's gonna have one touchdown. But I, I don't think that he's gonna have like I don't know. I mean he had like eleven catches last game, but that's right. that's just wild to me that like at his age and with no other weapons that he's yeah, I just gotta feel like they're gonna shut him down. You know, I could see like the other tight end, what's his name, Gray having a good game and yep. like you know, I could see um Valdez Scantling breaking out again, but like doesn't they just don't really have any weapons, man. That's wild the Chiefs are even here, but <laughs> like uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I got to feel like the 49ers, is there anything they're going to do, it's going to be take Kelsey out of the game. You're going two touchdowns for Kelsey? I agree with that. I'm going two just to, to add a little spice here to our, our... But if it's all... If we're living in the simulation and it's all rigged, they want Kelsey to win the MVP, and he and Taylor, you know, he proposes on the field, and, uh, you know, I guess all the conspiracy people are saying that then she's going to, like, endorse Biden or something, and... You know, Whoa, really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's so Dang. sick. Yeah, it is just lining up all the everything. Yeah, like he wins MVP. Effect. They like you know have a moment on the field, and she becomes a baby you know, just, appears. Yeah, like all the good stuff. Biden reelected. <laughs> That's wild, man. Okay, so you're the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Yes, right. and I hate that. I, I really hate that. Like I. I don't really want to. I don't even really want to bet on that because I don't want to root for it because I don't really like the Chiefs. But I just, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like their their momentum. I feel like they're vibing, and it kind of feels like the Niners. Like they lost, you know, their free safety Hufanga was a stud, and they've been a little porous on the back end. Feels like their defense is like gluing it together a little bit. They have all these big names. Their linebackers are awesome. They, you know, they should have a crazy pass rush, but it just hasn't been that good in the playoffs. You know, they've kind of like flipped it at the bottom in a couple games where you're like, damn, like they don't look that good. You could say the same thing with the Chiefs. Though. I mean, they've, they're just. I don't know. The Chiefs have been in control. It feels like the Chiefs have been in control of the game, though. Like last game, they got up early and just like basically did what like uh, an experienced winning team does. Just like controlled the game, you know, basically just kind of uh, put the Ravens on the defensive. And so then they went away from their run game and, you know, uh, surprisingly how bad Lamar played, but I just feel like they were kind of playing from behind all game. And I saw a crazy stat. Like, I don't think the Ravens had played from behind, like in two years or something crazy, like, or all season. I don't think they had trailed like at all. So, you know, there's, there's some of that going on too, where it's like, okay, these guys know they've been here. They, I feel like they, they could probably put together a uh I don't know, a better game plan is is where I'm at. I, I just, you know, I, I like the Niners. I really do. I like watching them. Um, you know, God, fucking love watching Jusic play, like my guy, you know, the uh the stiff arm king of the Ivy League. Um they have so many weapons, it just feels like they've been a little discombobulated and they've been making it work, but I, I don't know if that's uh it doesn't feel as put together. Whereas it feels like the, the chiefs are trending 
if that makes sense. God, just a direct arrow through Pusha's heart. I, I hate to see that. But uh, you Push, I'm sure he'll let you know when he listens to this, but um, I'm sure he's going to have some counter arguments there for but that's you. That's where I'm at. Like, I'm, I, I'm, like, rooting for the Niners. Like, I don't want to see – I don't want the Chiefs to win. But if you're asking me, like, being honest, Who I feel will? Like they're, they're a better bet. Yeah, I – I agree with you. Not not good. Okay. Over under is at 47 points. Uh how many points will be scored? Uh, okay, let me think about this. So that's like what 20 so like a 28-21 would be over. Yep. Um I think Simmons and and was talking about how 27 and 17 have been a lot of numbers that the Chiefs have scored this year. Um I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Chiefs defense has looked really good late in games. If they I feel like if the Chiefs get up early, if if my if my predictions previous to this pan out, then it's a low scoring game. Um God, it's so it's so like unfun to root for an under though. It just sucks. <laughs> I know it's like the worst bet in sports is like, let me bet the under just like, yeah, fucking punt. Let's go. You know, it's the worst, <laughs> worst viewing experience. Uh, so let's go over. We'll say over 47. Why not? All right. I love that. I'll meet you there with the, the overs as well, because we want to see some points. All right. Who's going to be the MVP? Mahomes. Yep. Unfortunately. Not a lot of arguments there. Now on this prop sheet, you brought it up already. Uh, will Kelsey propose to Swift after the game? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But that would be no. Sick. <laughs> no, unfortunate. All right, th- that's going to wrap up our prop bets. I'm not going to do Gatorade colors because you never know. And I also think on these sidelines they have like every sort of different color. You never know what the hell is going on. Um, uh, I'm. Uh, it's a two horse race for me between yellow and purple. Because those are your favorite colors? Yeah, and I feel like they're the most widely, like, I don't think anybody hates lemon lime. Yeah. And right, when you think about, like, what, what's the equipment staff going to put out there that people, like, you know, red, right. people don't really like red. It stains your, you know, your lips. And yep. just from my days, it was usually yellow or, you know, I think we had the Powerade contract at Columbia. It was a lot of blue, which I never really liked. Um, blue Powerade was, was a lot of what we got. Um, but I think with Gatorade, Yellow is like the original, so it's always it's always gonna be on the sideline somewhere. Um, that Gatorade, man! I got purple uh, is the modern, like everybody's favorite. The Riptide Rush, like so good. The purple is yeah. the best. For sure, completely agree with that. We got a, a, a funny Gatorade story. We're in. I was in the final stage of Ranger School in Florida, and it was very very hot in the middle of summer, and uh, we're like in day seven or eight or something like that of it being like a hundred plus with a hundred degree heat and you're moving a lot of distance every single day and the only thing that you're drinking is basically like you know swamp water that you're purifying yourself well the cadre got concerned because we started to have quite a few people start to cramp up with heat cramps and everything else like that so uh one night we're pulling security nobody's sleeping of course because you don't really sleep but we're pulling security and the instructors come out and they're like, okay, everybody, you know, get in a circle. And they, they hand us one of the big bags of, of Powerade. And it was purple power or purple Gatorade. 
And they're like, okay, spread it out. You know, everybody put a little uh, powder in your uh, canteens. You need, you guys need some electric lights because we have too many people dropping out with heat cramps. And I was like, oh, some flavor. Like, this is awesome. I was so excited about it. Um, and they walked away because I think they thought that everybody, you know, that one bag was going to just be enough for everybody to fill up their tuple two canteens and we would be ready to hook. But we had like a lot of the powder left in uh, that nobody used. So there's some people that were on the side that were just like literally scooping up the powder and like eating it. And man, uh, <laughs> this African-American uh, cadre member turns the corner and comes out and he's like, hey, hey, hey motherfuckers, are you guys freebasing my fucking Gatorade? Did I tell you you can freebase my Gatorade? And literally, like, sprinted into the center of this little fucking circle that we're in. Ripped that shit. The Gatorade went flying everywhere. And he's like, y'all, y'all motherfuckers better be happy that I'm not making you pour that shit out now. I don't give a fuck if you're cramping up or not. Give me that. You guys over here acting like you got tasty treats and shit. Get the fuck back to work. I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God, dude. Calm That's... down. It's just some fucking Gatorade power. Does... Uh, does the military have a contract with like Pepsi or Coke? Uh, yeah, we get Gatorade products. So like, so it's a you, you know, guys are a Pepsi shop. Yeah, almost everywhere you go, you're gonna get you're gonna get Gatorade. But like, uh, so in the mess hall, do they have like soda? Yeah, they will. Not a lot of. Well, I guess yeah, we had some Coke, but most stateside stuff, so it would always pretty much be Pepsi. Pepsi That's so products. disappointing. I hate that. Well, especially because, you know, Coke was started in Columbus, Georgia, proud military town. I know. Atlanta, home base, like, yep. that's disappointing. Feels like I'm just not a Pepsi guy. I mean, Gatorade makes it a little better, but the uh, – I'd like to see Coke step up. I feel like it's a, it's a better American brand, personally. I don't know if they actually hold the, like, legit contract with them or if it's a Cisco thing or wherever they get their shit – but I will say this is that you know how everybody goes crazy for like canned Gatorade when you go to a yes. golf course. You're like, ooh, they got yeah. a canned Gatorade. Well, deployments, because it's a, it's much easier to ship than the pallets of bottles. Most everywhere we went, like we would have canned Gatorade. So you're just like, oh, yeah, you get canned Gatorade. And then you uh, – I remember like back in the – early 2000s to like 2010 when Gatorade first came out with like their protein shakes. And they were also in those like thick ass fucking cans that if you, you basically put them in the freezer and got them as cold as you possibly could. They were so delicious. We used to crush those things, man. Have that wash it down with a, uh, what is it? A rip it. Yeah. Rip it all day long, man. <laughs> but the rip it's only come in like the middle cans because again, you got to think about the pallets so you can, you got to sure. stack them up. All right, that concludes our prop bets. I'm excited for uh, this weekend. Where are you going to watch the big game at? Anything well, big going on? I'm, I'm signed up for the pod this week, so I got to, you know, we got to get our job done, and then hopefully somewhere in the neighborhood. Uh, I don't. I, I was like, maybe I could host it here, but I don't want to overload the uh, the bandwidth in, yeah. in the crib. So I don't know. I got to figure out where I'm going to watch it. I, I'm not sure yet. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, of course, I, I just I know that this is uh, for some weird reason people are like really in or like super out on him. Uh, Toby Keith dying. 
I think honestly is uh, like, obviously I'm glad that he's no longer in pain dealing with stomach cancer and everything, but like some true absolute bangers that he put out there. And I'm not even talking about the Uber patriotic, like, you know, that side of his, his catalog. I'm just talking about like overall his songs. Okay. And I think he gets a lot of shit for just toting the, the patriotic card. And I'll say this, like American Soldier and Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, uh, those songs still bang. So, I, I, like, I don't want to hear hear the shit. I think it was uh, awesome he did. I think he's, like, second or third on the list for most USO tours ever. So celebrities, when they go over and tour troops and war zones and everything else like that, um, did a ton. And I think the only people that, like, are ahead of him uh, is, God, I can't even remember, uh, uh, Bob Hope obviously holds the record because he's kind of like the originator of it. And Gary Sinise, who really? is just a, a modern Dan? day, like, yeah, he absolutely oh, yeah. crushes it to this day uh, in the military space. But, you know, Toby Keith, he did a ton. And, uh, you know, he, he's got some bangers, man. Uh, who was your favorite USO appearance in your time in the well, military? Well, I'll say this. Most USO tours only go to like main bases, so I never really like actually witnessed a true USO concert. I used to make fun of those people that I'm like, ooh, uh, yeah, the guy, the troops in Baghdad, like they get a concert as I'm like out in the fucking legitimate shit, like patrol base somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. You read it in the Army Times the next morning, and you're like, oh, that looks like fun. That's fun. That's that's yeah. cool, man. But uh, yeah, never actually checked out uh, a concert. But there's a couple, a couple scares. Well, all right. Well, let me like. let me expand that. When you're back stateside, you're not deployed. Who was the best guest speaker or like kind of uh, <laughs> celeb that rolled through? I mean, Chuck Norris. Really? Came and, came and gave his speech once. Yeah, he was like a legitimate, like a pleasure to be around, but also like an incredibly good motivational speaker. I think once he got done with acting, he kind of went over into the the speaking side and continues to kind of lived up to that. He's also pretty sick. I'm honestly surprised because every couple of years, there seems to be like this new headline that Chuck Norris passed away. Um, but I, I think he's like struggling with cancer still. Uh, but it was awesome to see him when he was at like his full fighting strength and, and everything else like that. He's definitely up there. Uh, I also, when I was like a brand new kid in the military, we we're at this small bar in Columbus, Georgia. And there's this like, you know, they always had live music and there's like this band on Friday night. And this isn't at all tied to the military, but I remember sitting there. I was like, dang, like this, this band's pretty good, man. They got this, they're, they're talking about fried chicken and stuff like that. I'm like, it's great. it was Zach Brown before it was like, any, sure. anybody knew who like Zach Brown or Zach Brown band was. And it was awesome to hear him. Like, you know, he's just a dude from Georgia, grew up in Dahlonega and just started playing all these like little bars bouncing around the state before he literally got way too uh, popular, started doing cocaine and like random people's hotel rooms. And now he's like super skinny, just chilling on a beach somewhere. But uh, it was kind of wild. I did see, Toby Keith, he came to Fort Benning one time. It's no longer called Fort Benning. I'm sorry. Um, but uh did see him in concert uh in the States and it was a 
it's a cool show, you know? Yeah. Love it. Uh, other headlines. Uh, Bill Maher, I think we joke about this all the time. Uh, headline this week that he's actually recorded a <laughs> two-hour podcast with Kanye and is refusing to publish it. It will never be uh, published with we Kanye. joke about all the time of being like, hell yeah, man. Like, let's let's get some of these the haters and losers out there. Let's let's record a pod with them and just fucking ice it for eternity. Such a savage move. That's good stuff. I I, uh, I support that move. Uh, <laughs> and then we got Prince Harry returns to the UK to be the king to be by the king's side during cancer. Honestly, sucks to hear that that Chuck Triple Sticks is has cancer. I think the crown could do themselves a little better service by like what kind of cancer, you know, maybe be a little bit more uh, open, vulnerable. Like how bad is it? I don't know. Maybe people disagree with me on that, but good to see the, uh, you know, the the prince trying to make some amend, you know, make amends uh, if, if things are bad. Well, I think they, they, they definitely can be good. I'll say that. Um, but I think it is a good sign. It's a, a, a little bit of an olive branch extended that he rushed over there uh, to be by his dad's side and see what, what's really going on, especially because they kind of did him dirty when his grandma died. Like, yeah. you know, he was in London. They didn't even let him, like, fly or travel with them. Him and poor, poor Megan, these millionaires, had to figure out a way to get their own transportation up north. Hate to see that. Yeah. I, I, uh, the last, I don't know. I'm good on the Royals. Finish the crown. I think I'm good. <laughs> For sure. Uh, the last thing that I had, uh, Neil, was uh, for you. I need you to keep your head on the swivel. I've been seeing all these these videos now of people with their new Apple Vision Pros just wandering around cities, and you see them driving fucking cars, wearing the headsets and everything. This seems very much like a New York City thing. I think it's going to take over your streets. You, you used to have to watch out for all these bike drivers and fucking everybody else trying to run you over. I think these are the next people you got to watch out for, Neil, because they're just going to be with these headsets on wandering aimlessly around life. Well, I had a nice morning yesterday. I caught up on a lot of my, my newsletters. I'm a big Ben Thompson fan, Stratechery. I'm sure people know about it. Uh, I read that, that guy's stuff religiously. He has uh, had a lot of Apple vision pro content. He linked Casey Neistat's video in there. I actually watched that. I don't watch a ton of Neistat, Neistat stuff, but he had like the prototypical him skateboarding around New York, riding the subway, just basically like, what is it like to wear the Vision Pro in, in you know, in the real world? Because um, I have been interested in like, what is this thing for? Like, I don't, I'm not going to get one, but like, yeah, this seems like it might be the, the promise of the future of like augmented reality, like not completely virtual, like you're not in the metaverse, but you're kind of like, you know, if you could get these goggles to a point where they look like sunglasses. Um, you know, in the right. next 10 years, like, yeah, it would be pretty useful to have like your screens popping up, you know, while you're, you can see where you're going. But I mean, the best use case right now, it feels like is for watching freaking movies on planes, right? Like, otherwise it, it doesn't feel like it's great. Uh, it doesn't have the horsepower to like do work that you could get with like multiple screens in front of you. And you know, you don't really want to be like, there's almost just like the human brain can only handle so many tasks at once. So like, it's like the true definition of like, can you walk and chew gum? Well, like let's, the modern version of that is like, can you walk and like text like people with their phones right now? They can't do that. So I don't know if it's good to like, can you walk and text on your goggles, you know? And 
the keyboard is an issue when you're out moving around and all that stuff. So I, I don't think it's, um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not real concerned about it just yet. Let me put it that way. Cause I think it'll be kind of a cotton candy high of like, Oh, let me try out this new tech, but I don't think it's very functional for much in the real world. It's much more of like a, honestly, probably a sweet experience to sit on your couch with them. For sure. They do look sweet. I'll say that. I think I was just kind of thrown off by those videos. Then I saw the, uh, transportation department this morning put out like a release of like, please, like we've seen people in their Teslas wearing their headsets, like doing it at the, at the same time. Don't do that. Don't I do hope that. that that phase just like comes and goes and they figure out something else. Like the government figures out something else more important that they should focus on instead of these idiots just doing whatever they want. The same way I hope that they forget about the headlines that they made a couple weeks ago of them trying to take away our fucking Zen flavors. Like oh, just... Go fix real stuff for a second, and then you can come back and take shit away that that we actually like use and enjoy. Dude, right? tell me about it. How about it, we right? do that? Tell me about it. Fucking Chuck Schumer needs to like do something productive for me, man. Like I, I get you concerned with the kids, but like the flavors, you know, menthol and and wintergreen flavored Zin is not. That's really not the issue right now. Okay, the vapes, I'll hear you out on the vapes. I think that's fair. Well, that's because you guys had like fucking, they're literally candy flavors. On well, the here's vape. what they See, fucked up though. And the I know Zins are the normal illegal, flavors. But the, the, the Juul, like the Juul thing sucked. And I hated that I went through the Juul phase. But the, with all the pods and all that, like it, definitely better than cigarettes. You know, we're stepping down, right? So now we're in the Zin phase. And, and I, I think that we're, you know, kind of come to a, a good uh, detente. Um, with my with my nicotine hankering. Anyway, the Juul basically they banned it, you know, the flavored pods. But then what it got replaced with was all these like kind of like mid tier big rigs, like the fumes yep. and the like. Technically, those are single use, right? So that the idea was like, well, you can't have like reusable vapes, and it's like, well, then if they just now the market gets flooded with all these like rigs from China, which is like, who the fuck knows what's in those, like. So like one problem kind of creates like three more, which is like with the Zen, it's like, man, the Zen thing is like, come on guys, let's just like focus on some stuff that uh, is going to make a difference here. Right. And I'm, this is not me supporting kids using Zen. I, I get it. Like At the flavors all. probably make it more approachable for a kid, but like, how about we just don't fucking sell it to the kids? Yeah. But those are the same flavors of Zins that you can get in, in Skull Straight or Copenhagen. For sure, you, you can find a fucking sour apple. You can find a spearmint, a wintergreen, uh, a coffee, a, a whiskey flavor. Like you can find all those in normal, like leaf chewing tobacco. So if they're gonna go after Zen because of the flavor, I think the tobacco industry they're gonna be like, well, hold on a second here. If you're if you're out banning flavors, there's a lot bigger thing that we have going on. When at the end of the day, like. I don't know. Hold some of these fucking people accountable who are actually selling them to the kids. Sure. Right. Because all these people that are selling them, they're just trying to make fucking money. And they're the ones that are breaking the fucking laws. Hundo P. Um, Anywho. All right. That was cathartic. It. We made it through. What I will say next month, we're going to, guys, listen. I understand that the rest of the podcasts on this here channel don't care about the, vo the voicemail line. We love the listener line. Listener line, 833-330-8725. I want to hear personal goals from the people out there. I want to know uh, what do they think about uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl results. We got ball knowers coming up. 
Uh, we're going to have a couple perfect clubs uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. There's a ton of things that are going on here at the Trap Draw. Excited for everybody to be uh, home. I would say what did I miss? two things on the listener line. Uh, 833-330-8725. Name and town if you yes. wish to opine. Uh, next door stories. Anything you want to rant about. Listen, anything, anything. Just send it in. No promises that we're going to air it, but like, send us some feedback send us some ideas what what do you want yeah. us chopping it up about love it all right brother good stuff Favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite.